The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, if the big news across the water, as I say, is the appointment of Rishi Sunak, the big news continues here today to be the mess that the government has gotten itself into when it comes to accommodating refugees, Ukrainian refugees. Uh, for more on this, I'm joined uh, by Richard O'Donoghue, an independent TD for Limerick, and Tom McEnany, the founder of Effective Aid Ukraine. Uh, gentlemen, you're both very welcome uh, to the show. Uh, Tom like, what is your assessment of the situation we find ourselves in where we cannot accommodate the refugees coming here and how we got into this situation? OK, so it's a couple of things, Kieran. First of all, there are a number of people within the department, especially the Department of Children, uh, within IPASS, within some of the local authorities, who've done Trojan work, amazing work. And indeed, Ireland in general can stand up and be proud of what we've done for refugees. Let's just state that there are people who've worked day and night in order to to make sure there are places available for refugees. And there are thousands, tens of thousands of Ukrainians who are grateful to them for that. Then there have been failures. There, the, uh, some of those are to do with a lack of planning. Uh, some of them are to do with a lack of systems. And when it comes to the local authorities, a lot of it has to do a lot, has to do with a lack of will. So it, it, a, a couple of things. First of all, the, the, the department way back, the Department of Children uh, way back and the Department of uh, Local Government back in May delegated responsible, responsibility for pledged accommodation to local authorities. Some of the local authorities responded very well. Some of the local authorities responded appallingly badly. Um, in some cases, local authorities didn't assign any refugees to pledge accommodation. This is free accommodation from Irish families mm. who are very, very keen to help, who signed up initially with the Red Cross before it was taken off the Red Cross and given to local authorities, who signed up with the Red Cross initially thinking they were doing their good thing and somebody within a matter of weeks would come and say, here, we have a Ukrainian family for you. There you go. Thanks for your help. And yet, instead, we're found to be, or have continue to be found to be waiting for months and months and months with no response from, from from many of those local authorities. And can I say, just on the local authority, it's not about resources. Back in May, the Minister for Housing and Local Government, the main political, who bears the political responsibility for, for making sure that local mm. authorities toe the line, he said, you can have a director of services specifically for this job and assuming that that person would need two or three backup staff, but a fairly senior appointment paid for by the department won't come out of the budgets of the local authorities. And my understanding is that months later, several months later, most local authorities still haven't even appointed a director of services in order to in order to uh, assign pledged yeah. free accommodation. And so, why, so, why, why do you suspect that is? I mean, I, I don't for a minute. I don't think anyone does, and I certainly don't think you do. That our local authorities are staffed kind of uniquely by all of these kind of uh, people who who are anti-immigrant. I doubt it no, uh, very no, much. So, I, so, I, so, I, I so what, why no, this failure were, so in so many authorities? They're, they're 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 certainly not anti-immigrant. It would be wrong to say so. However, they are less than compassionate in terms of how they allocate resources to make sure that the most desperate people in Europe right now, people, mothers and children, fleeing war, fleeing a Russian army that's deliberately targeting civilians, have nowhere to go, are now being effectively turned away from Ireland um, because there's there's zero, or told 
take your chances on the streets. So there are some local authorities, not all of them, although unfortunately most of them, who should be hanging their head in shame right now. Um, why, the, the, seemingly, my understanding from talking to people who are, shall we say, very, very close to what's going on, mm. my understanding is that the local authorities, it was a voluntary thing. The government never required the local authorities to, even though this was government policy, it was done in such a way that the local authorities could say, no, I'm not engaging in this. What We're much too busy. This is not a priority for us and therefore we're not going to do it. And many local authorities across the country have done just that. But it's not just local authorities. Okay. There is another problem because local authorities deal with the pledge accommodation. Local authorities yeah. also deal, along with IPASS, with the larger scale accommodation. You know, and the IPASS, by the way, my understanding is there are a couple of people in IPASS who are shouldering much of the responsibility for this, and they were doing Trojan work, but they're completely understaffed. Most of the responsibility, I understand from talking to people in the know, is falling on the shoulders of two key people in terms of getting accommodation, and there's no way they have the resources to be going out and inspecting yeah. and dealing with each person. As a result, I have spoken to several people, not one, not two, but several people who have large-scale accommodation. Um, apartment blocks. Um, uh, I spoke to one only yesterday um, in a large Irish town. I won't name it, but a large Irish town, um, 5,000 square feet. Enough. It's not huge, but enough to accommodate maybe eight or nine families. Yeah. Um, and he's been trying to get through to IPAS for months, months, and has got no response. And all he wants, he's not, there are grants available for people who are redeveloping property for Ukrainian refugees. He's not even looking for a grant. All he wants is information. All he wants is somebody to say, yes, if you renovate your property and do this with it and do this with it, it will be acceptable and we will be happy to put Ukrainian refugees in there. He has no idea. And the last thing he's going to do is invest hundreds of thousands of euros at a time when it's very difficult even to, to get builders yeah. in the property specifically for Ukrainian refugees and then not know. So he managed to eventually to get through to the local authority and local authority said, just to ask the question now, not looking for grants, not looking for any other support. And local authority said, come back to us when you have the property renovated. What? And this is months later. I know of another person who, a friend of mine, who has an apartment block down in Kerry, yeah. in Killarney, right in the middle of Killarney, who said, look, Tom, and this person has been very, very supportive of refugees. At one stage, had three refugees in his home um, looking after them. And he said, look, I've got an apartment block there. You know, it can be made available for Ukrainian refugees. Just put me in touch with whoever the right people. I sent email after email. I got the head of one of the main NGOs looking after refugees in Ireland to contact IPAS directly to make sure I was getting the right person. I didn't even get a response. So yeah. there is a resourcing issue when it comes to large scale accommodation. There's a resourcing issue. And, and, when it comes to pledge accommodation, yeah. there's a there's there's a big issue with many of the local authorities. And, and, and uh, the upshot of it is that we've got people sleeping on the floor at Dublin Airport at the moment. Our reporter Josh Crosby was out there a little bit earlier today uh, and he spoke to several uh, people in that situation. The first you're going to hear from is Nick from Zaporizhia. I know that uh, Ireland is a good country and English, so I know little English and I want to work and maybe in hospital. I want to live in safety place. Before you left Ukraine, did you think you would have accommodation when you arrived? Ah, of course, of course. My friend have a accommodation in Ireland, so I don't know that I uh, will have uh, this problem. 
if I read in news that Ireland is full, uh, maybe I'm staying in another country or at home. I don't know. So you arrived here on the 21st? 20, 21st October, yeah. So you've slept in Dublin Airport yeah. over the weekend? Yeah, three nights. What have the conditions been like? Not comfort, of course. We use our jacket and uh, uh, warm our friends. But we have a roof, roof on our head and uh, toilet. But it's not comfortable, of course. Have you been told what the plans are? We, uh, we're waiting, waiting. Are you talking to your family and friends saying that there is no accommodation in Ireland? Yeah, of course. Uh, all my friends know about this situation. And they're going to a different country now? All my friends uh, leave it, this territory. And is your expertise, is that not needed in Ukraine now? I don't want to take a weapon. It's my religion. Anything in Ukrainian weapon and Russian weapon. I don't won't take anywhere away upon so it's my religion and this man here beside you he flew in the next day after you yeah what are his future plans he won't uh, stay in ireland and work anywhere and uh, any work and you wish to stay here as well yes i'm a Jima and i go from mariupol, mariupol. Uh, mariupol yes uh, three weeks ago i uh, live at mariupol and go uh, in ireland three weeks ago three weeks ago yes i go from uh, estonia croatia Brussels, and uh, go in ireland why did you choose ireland as a destination uh, because it's uh, english uh, language and uh, i want a job uh, and uh, work what did you expect in ireland before you arrived you expected accommodation? It's a good uh, country. Uh, it's uh, good uh, people. And that there was accommodation for it's, people? Yes, yes, yes. I... What are your own family circumstances or your hometown? Is your home destroyed? Uh, my home destroyed. Only uh, home father is uh, good. Uh, father stayed in uh, Mariupol because he have a cow or little farm. You fled by yourself? Uh, yes, I never one, yes. Uh, so you arrived here three days ago? Yes, yes. Yesterday we go in City West uh, and City West uh, don't come in. So you've been sleeping in airports for three weeks? One week I sleep in airport, one uh, week I sleep in bus, <laughs> the one week uh, I sleep uh, in a hostel. <laughs> okay. And do you regret coming to Ireland now when you find out that there's very little accommodation? No, because uh, in Mariupol today it's very bad. All right, so some of the people out in Dublin Airport sleeping on the floor, speaking to our reporter Josh Crosby. Richard O'Donoghue, the independent TD for Limerick, is with me as well. Richard, it strikes me that whatever about kind of moral obligations that the Taoiseach talks about, we promised to take in upwards of 200,000 refugees and then never went about putting in place a plan to accommodate 200,000 plus refugees. Is no, that no, they didn't. And if they had listened to what I had told them at the start of this, for when you've got an influx of people coming fr- from Ukraine into this country, number one, if you look at the infrastructure around the country at the moment, we, and I've been saying it since I've even got elected, that the infrastructure around a lot of the towns and villages is not capable of, of housing people from Ukraine. So then they have to look to the larger towns and the cities. We've seen when uh, people came to areas such as Bury and things outside of Limerick that Families were dropped, no communication, they were just dropped. People were given a house, they were dropped to the house, and then there was no communication between them. They didn't know what was happening. The householder didn't even know until they arrived. 
they thought they were coming for an interview to, to show them the house. A minibus arrived with eight people, completely disorganised. The owner of the house took it upon them business to take them to the local shop and went and got them groceries for the night to make them comfortable. And they organised it and they could not get contacts. All the person had on the bus was that this is the people that have been assigned to you. Uh, this is the number that you've got to ring. Um, uh, that's all I know. And these were students that were bringing out these families in buses, delivering them to houses without even seeing them. And these houses were being offered. These were holiday houses. Again, in, in Bruff there recently, they had a massive influx of males came to the play, centre. And there was, and there was a, uh, people in the town didn't realise. They said, I thought it was women, children and, and vulnerable people we were getting. And they said, where are all the males coming? Again, no interaction within the towns and villages. And again, there wasn't enough accommodation for them there either. Or no, no liaison. And now they've introduced a liaison only last week. Mm. It, with people. The easiest thing to do at the moment for people for accommodation, it can be started out overnight. If there's infrastructure within an area and, uh, and there's a, uh, a green area within the area of or a field within an, an area, put in a couple of the chalets or mobile homes at the moment as a stopping point to get people in and put a roof over their head and have them warm and at least they're dry and, and they have a place that they can close the door and say it's their own. Also, you'd have families together that would feel safe together. We have medical people come from Ukraine and we have medical people here from Ukraine that can't get medical services. They could, people within their own kind of an area would have those medical experience and they could look after the simplest of things mm. from medical and they'd have a grouping and put one liaison person with them. They could put up even the likes of, even for a medical centre, a temporary medical centre from people from Ukraine to look after people from Ukraine until we can get you help. That's what you do to try and organise to help people but they well, are completely disorganised yeah organisation uh, seems to be lacking Richard appreciate your time Richard O'Donoghue who's an independent TD for Limerick Tom McEnany is the founder of Effective Aid Ukraine thank you both very much for joining me here on the show lots still to come including the political week ahead of us The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk.